you Americans. Think you are Rambo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 13 of Movies with Wrestlers. Episode 13? Probably released on a Friday? Ooh, spooky. Um, it's, it's, it's really lucky, actually, that this episode made it to you guys, because I've had an awful week. Just It's just not been good. Like It seems like ever, ever since I turned 26, because last week was my birthday, um, it seems like ever since that happened, it's just been a lot of bad shit going on, mostly with work. Um, I smashed my hand. That sucked. I can't really do anything with that hand. And that's pretty bad, but, uh, I, 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 okay, so I drive for my job, I drive a, a, a box truck, and as I was making my last stop Friday, I saw a lady hit a guy on a bike, like, with her car. I saw her smash into him, and I saw the, the dude go flying, and... It got a pretty visceral reaction out of me because I've never seen something that violent, I don't think, in person. And what got me the most about it was um, she didn't even get out of her car to see if the guy was okay. She didn't drive off because she couldn't because this dude's mangled bike and body were in front of her car, so she physically couldn't drive off, but... The guy who was turning into the other lane had to get out of his car to help the guy up. And I thought that was, frankly, like pretty fucked up. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is be good to each other. Because seeing that just, it, it left a bad taste in my mouth. And I felt pretty bad for the guy. Um, so if you hit somebody, have the decency to get out of your car. <laughs> make sure that they're okay at least um not to bum you out but uh <laughs> so this is a good one this week uh i had my buddy tren herzig on um tren's a dude i know from work um but we've come to be pretty good friends he's actually uh in europe right now studying abroad so he's probably having the time of his life seeing uh all of the uk and so that's cool, but we're talking about Behind Enemy Lines 3, Columbia, starring Mr. Kennedy. Kennedy. That's a wrestling joke. If you watch wrestling, you'll get that. Um, but is it really starring Mr. Kennedy? I'm not convinced. Oh, another awful thing that happened this week. I got another email from Stone Cold Steve Austin. Um... And I guess I'll just go ahead and read that to you, and then we can get into the episode, because this intro is starting to get kind of long-winded. Um, so this email, and I still haven't received the, this call, but um, I'm going to just go ahead and read the email, and then hopefully by next week, he'll have called me. I, I plan to record it so you guys can hear it. But um, So this email from Stone Cold Steve Austin reads, and this is in all caps, <clears throat> Well, goddamn... You's a real some bitch now, ain't ya? You recorded your call with old Stone Cold and put it on your damn podcast. Stone Cold don't take that lightly. 
That little tongue lashing I gave you last week won't even come close to the verbal mud hole I'm going to be stomping in your ass soon. And that's the bottom line. And he wrote line like L-I-I-I-N-N-N-N-E-E-E-E um, for emphasis, I think. But uh, so I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> um, so I'm going to go ahead and get into the episode. This is Behind Enemy Lines 3 with Tren Herzig. So, Behind Enemy Lines, Columbia. <laughs> That's the movie. We're here with Tren. Um, what did you think? <laughs> just like, first impressions, like, we just finished watching it. How? What's your vibe towards the movie? How do you feel about it? It had a lot of everything blowing up and gunfighting, so... The yeah. male aspect of me that greatly appre- appeals to. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I, I, the Marine, I did the Marine not long ago with my brother. And that movie could have been named John Cena diving out of explosions. And that would have been a more accurate title, I feel like. Either that or just John Cena running from left to yeah. right. Because it's just a lot of him running through the jungle. Um, I didn't mind watching this movie the marine was hard for me to watch i had to pause it like three or four times to go out and smoke a cigarette and that is a good indicator of how good the movie is yeah because i only paused this movie once to go smoke a cigarette so i think i feel like that's an improvement from the marine um it's just weird because i've done two like military movies back to back now so now it's like it's feeling like and I have a lot to go. That's the other thing. Like, there are a lot of military movies that have wrestlers in them. <laughs> it's a long, lengthy list. It's too easy of a genre for them. It is, yeah. The over-masculinity. There are five Marine movies. <laughs> five of them. And how many contain wrestlers? All of them. Most and the, excellent. And the higher up in numbers they get, the more wrestlers are in them. Like, I think the Marine 5 had at least six wrestlers in it. <laughs> All current WWE wrestlers. So, thank God for the buddy system. Yeah, this one was made in 2009, which was three years after the Marine was made. Um, WWE Studios is, is fairly new. I think it started in like 2005, but the Marine was one of their first movies. And uh, this one was interesting because I used to get the WWE magazine. If you didn't know, I'm like a huge pro wrestling fan. I'm sure you probably figured that out. Yeah, I've picked it up here. And I have been for a while. <laughs> Um, I stopped watching for like a couple years, but started again. <laughs> um, so 2009, I remember got the WWE magazine. I had a subscription to it and they were like talking about this movie and I saw on the cover, it has Mr. Kennedy, which is the wrestler that's in this movie, no longer wrestlers for, for WWE. And I'm pretty sure he stopped wrestling for WWE like one or two years after this movie was made. Um, but, uh, he, for one thing, he's credited as Mr. Kennedy, which I think that's awesome. <laughs> Definitely. But in the magazine and like the ad for it and on the DVD cover, the poster for this movie has Mr. Kennedy on the front of it. Like he is the star of the movie, right? Yeah. Like that's what you would imagine. Cause you can see the other characters, they're smaller next to him. Definitely. But he's like. They have him front and center. Yeah, exactly. So you'd think he's the main character of the movie. He's not though. He's definitely not, right? 
He has a handful of lines. He has a handful of lines. He is definitely the main supporting actor. Yes. But Joe Manganiello is definitely the main guy in this movie. Because the movie focuses on him. Kennedy is just his, like, wingman. He's the only other SEAL that didn't get captured or killed. Um, I think it was, uh, he was a chief. He's a chief? Yeah. So That's, it was the LT and the chief that were left over. Right. Is that LT, is that a common, like, instead of saying lieutenant? Yeah. Okay. It's way faster. I have a lot of, it's like... It's though, like, proper. It, yeah. You, it's lieutenant, but if you're more familiar with and casual with them, LT. LT. Okay. So I'm going to have a lot of questions about, like, the Navy. <laughs> Just because I'm interested and I'm curious about, like... That's a whole other subculture is military life is a whole other subculture within the U.S. culture itself, you know, I'm interested with subcultures. I picked my brother's brain endlessly about the Marines and I stayed with him for a while on a Marine base and saw it firsthand for a little while of like how that goes. And like, at least here in the U.S. on base, um, I'll do my best to answer first question what's the difference between just like regular sailors and navy seals is that like a special it's my understanding is it's a job title it's just it's a job what title? they do um because there's enlisted seal and officer seal it's just that's their command or that's their unit so is that a completely different sort of branch is the seals from just the regular navy or is it just a different I wouldn't Job know that. Job title. I, I wouldn't know that. Okay. I've just always been curious. Cause like, it seems like the SEALs are like the special forces of the Navy. No, they are. They are? Yeah. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But the special forces are still. Like within that. Branch. They're still military. Yeah. They still have rank. They follow the same thing. They answer to the same guy at the top. So like. The way I'm seeing it is, like, if you're an enlisted person in the Navy, you could, after, like, boot camp or whatever, you could, when you go to, like, get your job assignment, you could be like, I want to be a SEAL. Mm, And that's part of your enlistment, though. Oh, it is? Yeah, your qualifications and your background checks and everything happen to make sure that you're qualified for the job that they want you to go into. Yeah. Or that you could... And then you go down that pipeline. Interesting. I've always been curious about that, so I thought I'd ask like somebody. I don't know. I don't think I know anybody else. Now, if you've ever seen Stanley Stanley Kubrick's uh, Full, Full Metal, Metal Jacket, Jacket. Yeah. at the end of their boot camp, they're getting their assignments. Right. But it's a surprise to their gunny because he didn't know. Right. But they already knew what their uh, job was going to be because like he's calling them out and he's like, reporter. Blah, 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 or whatever the hell you're saying in that scene. So. Interesting. You already know what you're going to be doing. You just don't know where. So how is that determined? Like, once you go through, like, do you just go through boot camp? No, it's the ASVAB. Oh, the ASVAB. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And you get a list of jobs that you qualify for for your brains, but then you have to get security clearances and other things, depending on what the job is. Right. I took that. Like, everybody has to take that. They encourage a lot of people because then it gets you on the government radar. Yeah. (laughs) Well, they've made us do it at my high school. Yeah. 
It was required. That is crazy. I don't know if that was a state requirement or just a school requirement, but yeah, they made all of us take hmm. the ASVAB. And I, it might have been the same. I, I don't, I just, I don't remember. Yeah. And like, I think they sent a letter to all of us telling us how we scored and like whether it would be a good fit to go into the military or something like that. But yeah, I just, it was never like really what I wanted to do. My brother had done it. I had thought about it for a while, but I know, that, like, I don't know. I wouldn't like it, I don't think. But. You might surprise yourself. I mean, that's true. You do get to travel, and that's really awesome that you get to travel. But My it kind of depends thing, on where you go. There was a, an old Navy commercial like, a couple of years ago, and it was like, see the world or something like that, and then. During the commercial, though, it has a, like one of the ships go by, and in its wake, it leaves behind seventy percent water. So, like, go see the world because you're on a boat. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just thought that was uh, ironic. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's let's talk about the movie. Um, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to side side. Oh no, I I brought us there because I. I'm curious about oh. it. I've I've talked to someone from the Navy. I've talked to someone from the Marines. I need to talk to someone from the Air Force and the Army. Now. Well, it's a large culture in and of itself, so right, one person's like, opinion doesn't suffice to. That's true. But yeah, that was my interpretation of my experience. Right. Did you enjoy it? Oh hell yeah, one hundred percent. I think my brother did too, for the most part. Um. And you should. I mean, like, it's a large part of your life. It is. Um, so it starts out, Mr. Kennedy's on a rooftop, and they're tracking Joe Manganiello, and it looks like they're trying to, like, kill like kill him or, like, capture him or something like that. They make it seem like it's a hit. Yeah. But it's just, like, a surprise party for his birthday. <laughs> um, And they do these weird, like freezes like it's a freeze frame and it'll like pop up like the person's name and then like a little description of them and all the descriptions i thought were like really interesting like i think i got one of them and it was the best one i think it was manganello's and it was uh loves america dot 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 the ladies and the ladies love him (laughs) oh there was another one that was uh loves jesus and loves cleavage yeah that's right (laughs) Yeah, I can't remember what Kennedy's was, because he definitely wasn't the main character. <laughs> Not in the least. Um, oh, one of the other guys is, was, uh, ki- could, is capable of killing a man with a 9-volt battery and pocket lint. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the guy that gets captured later on, because he does end up like using fucking a McDonald's burger wrapper. Yeah, the aluminum s- from that. The aluminum from that to somehow melt his uh zip tied he macgyvered it he macgyvered it for sure some sort of chemistry and science was involved there they all seem to have innate macgyver abilities they could come up with most things on the fly that's true they ended up doing that a lot like that one dude disarmed that tripwire yeah like very easily well that would be just probably innate training yeah but like 
knowing to put the steaming pile of manure in the car to distract them. <laughs> yeah, like to give off the heat signature. Yeah. That's pretty smart. That's some MacGyver stuff, and then yeah. he rigged up a real quick dolly system to make it keep the pedal down and drive. That's true. I thought that was, like, super... I thought that was way quick for that right? to actually work. Because it kind of looked like there was a clutch in there. But was it there? Was, and I mean, it looked like there was, but it looked well, like a Well, a lot of the cars used automatic. to have a third... Or the e-brake was down as a oh, yeah, kick one. I guess it could have been. Because that's what my Jeep has. Yeah, there's the, that's what the big truck at Maybe that's has. what the third pedal was. Yeah. I didn't notice that. I it, just was amazed at how quickly he was able to tie he, it oh, up. And, that's the thing, dude. He did it so quick. Yeah, I don't know. That was MacGyver. A, MacGyver, yeah. That's what... You gotta, if you gotta, if you're gonna be a seal, you gotta know how to rig some stuff up. Right. <laughs> um... Then we cut to a, uh, from the party, we cut to Columbia, I think Bogota, or maybe it was the other town. <laughs> They're at a, this dude, Colombian dude, at a farmer's market with his family. And then the farmer's market, like, blows up. And his family's killed. And his family's killed. And that guy turns out to be the, uh, the main villain in the movie. Yeah, there's no pretense to the flashback to the village with the family dying. It just no. happens, and then it goes back to them. Yeah. Only until significantly later do you find out that he had anything to do with yeah, the movie. <laughs> once they capture the one of the seals. It also, it's not super clear why they're sent to Columbia. Did you gather why they were sent to Columbia? Nope. Yeah, me either. Not until after. I think it was something to do with making sure the peace treaty was really that or right. to investigate what those huts were about. Or? Yeah, because they go and they are basically infiltrating this like peace conference between, I'm assuming this uh, is called FARC, which I think yeah, is F-A-R-C. probably. Yeah, probably like a uh, renegade. Some kind of rebellion. Rebellion, yeah. Type and deal then the, funded uh, by cocaine. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, Colombian army. They were coming to some sort of peace agreement. Yeah. And another group who, it later you find out it's led by the guy whose family gets killed, or you think anyway, and then he has a higher up, which I think was a twist. I think that was supposed to be a twist. Yeah, some sort of, like, I'm really a commander in the... Colombian army, yeah, but like, I'm also he was a double agent. of the rebellion. Yeah, Ooh, I don't, yeah. plot twist that <laughs> it's, didn't connect. It's pretty uh, mucky in there on details as far as what's going on with what <laughs> organization. Sure, Cheria. Yeah, that's my band. Well, <laughs> I think I was looking at it earlier, and I was like, Cheria. Yeah. Cherry. Do you want to like, know the formula to find the cherrya? I would love to know that. It's pie R chaired. <laughs> <laughs> I can't give myself credit for that. That's a dude named Charlie that came up with that joke. That he is fantastic. Yeah, he says it at all of our shows pretty much. He's like pie R chaired. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty great. Um, <laughs> great part that happens in this in this siege or. I don't know if it's a siege. I don't know what it is. They end up... That other group comes in, starts shooting the place up, and they kill people on both sides. Yeah. Like, on the Rebellion side and the Colombian Army's side. And we'll le- we'll later learn that they're trying to pin the attack on Americans, when really it was just those SEALs that were in there 
for some reason <laughs> to stop that the peace conference quite maybe sure yeah yeah we don't know why they're sent it's probably said but it's probably it's not super they wanted clear. to jump into the guns and explosion they weren't yeah yeah and i was distracted by keith david's voice because it's so familiar because he, ho- he it's you said it was all state but it's a different all states the guy that played the president on 24 that guy was that not him no that's not keith david they have very similar voices well that's all states dan (laughs) (laughs) oh no wait yeah you're right their voices are the same they're They're way different people yeah he looks way different yeah um but keith david's voice has been fucking everywhere on commercials i'm pretty sure so like i kept hearing his voice and it would distract me every time because i'm just like what the fuck have i heard his voice on didn't he do some voice work for a video game too? Dude, he totally was he pro- Sergeant Johnson in Halo. It's that sounds probably or Gunnery Gunnery Sergeant Master Sergeant. I never got super into Halo. Master Sergeant. Master Sergeant. Master Chief. No, Master Chief's the Spartan John One One Seven. Okay, yeah, no, I I never played a lot of Halo. <laughs> I, I think he did that because I heard that voice a lot too. Yeah, he probably did. I think he's done a couple video games because I've definitely heard his voice in a video game. Oh, or a two. unique voice like that! Hell yeah! Well, yeah, yeah, dude's making a lot of money Stands on his voice. Out. He's yeah. like Morgan Freeman. He's like Morgan Freeman on steroids, though. On steroids. Yeah, it's just like because Morgan Freeman's like super intense. tranquil. He is like he's kind of calming. This guy is like got a hard edge to him. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> one of my favorite lines is somebody throws a grenade <laughs> and says grenade and yells grenade. <laughs> grenade. <laughs> Thought that was pretty great. <laughs> um, but yeah. a seal gets captured, two seals get killed, and then Mr. Kennedy and Joe Manganiello both escape. And, um, I know it was for the plot, but I kind of feel like they would have done more for their fallen fallen. seals. Yeah. Because the sniper, when he got taken out, they never even attempted. Right. And, like, I actually didn't notice when the guy got captured. I didn't realize that he had gotten captured until, like, after the fact. When (laughs) they were just like, like, oh, I guess he's with those now. Yeah. Well, I mean, I knew once they showed him. But, like, I never saw the point where he actually got captured, like, during all the, the chaos of the scene. But, yeah, two of them get killed, one of them gets captured, and then Joe and uh, Kennedy. What is that note? Dude, I freaking write things sometimes. Would you like me to try and transpose it for you? Make a video. Oh. Maybe I can help. So the bottom line is supposed to say, make the ca- they make the captured guy make a video. Not yeah. even close. No, dude, I. <laughs> that's bad. That's yeah. real bad. You must have been looking up at that point. Yeah. But anyway, they make the captured guy make a video. <laughs> I don't know why I thought that was important. Sometimes I just write down plot points to kind of like get through the plot because it's hard to remember everything. Yeah, well, we'd be out of work if this shit was easy. No, definitely. It's a good thing you have the notes. Otherwise, I'd just. They're like, oh, yeah, there was that one time the yeah. things exploded. Yeah, <laughs> I'd be pretty lost without them, especially because I always drink <laughs> when I do these. There's no shame in that. Yeah. So, Manganiello and Kennedy eventually get in contact with Keith David, who's their commanding officer, and he organizes for them to 
get lifted out of there. Yeah. Because they are behind enemy lines. Ooh, he used the title. He did. In Colombia. <laughs> um, and they start, they, they go to the coordinates and everything. After Kennedy, like, hooks up something to a power line and they got a telephone signal somehow, I thought that was pretty cool. Definitely. They don't explain how you do it, but. Except he ripped the phone off the wall and there was still telephone wire from where the phone was originally and somehow they managed to have 20 plus feet of it. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit. That's a little, you got to suspend your disbelief for that one. <laughs> um they start to pick him up. They go to the coordinates that Keith David gives them. Guys lowering down with the helicopter and gets to the point where they could jump into the helicopter and be saved, maybe a little bit high. And then they get like a command from the Colombian army to, to clear the airspace. To clear the airspace. And then they have to go. So they don't save them, even though they were that close right. to them. And then they had to fight out of that. Which granted the Colombian, they, that, that guy said not to save them or he would engage. So I guess he made the right call, but. That leaves Kennedy and Manganiello in a tight spot. And, uh, they end up getting out of there, but a, a guy like, he shoots off a missile at him and it hits a tree. <laughs> Do you remember that? Well, no, that, part? that was the manure in the car part. Was it? No, he hits the car in the manure, with the manure in the car. Where the missile? Remember, like, he's like driving and they see the tree and then he turns left super quick and the guy shoots the RPG and it hits the tree and the tree just fucking explodes? No, that was the manure car that he rigged up MacGyver style. No, dude, that was at the end of the movie. That one, he hits the car with that one because they like, it explodes the car and they go to check it out. There's two times. <laughs> That they have empty cars? There's three if you count the one Jeep that they sent down the hill. Yeah. That blew up. Yeah. I'm not... No. I don't know. Maybe... I don't know. I just what was the down, other manless car time then? That? That one, I think. Well, no, they're in the car in that at, at that time, because they're, like, driving, and then they turn left at that tree, and the guy hits the tree instead oh, of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Kennedy was... was in a Jeep. Yeah. I wrote it, because <laughs> Kennedy was like, uh, that was close, yeehaw! <laughs> That was close. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just wrote that they fucked Sorry, that tree yeah. up with an RPG. Because <laughs> it's funny that it just, it hits that tree just dead on and just fucking destroys it. Um, the dude who lost his wife and son starts interrogating the captured Navy SEAL. Yeah. And uh, speaks really great English. Perfect like, English. Like hardly an accent. Um, which I thought was strange. Like, maybe he spent some time in America. <laughs> um, then we find out that Washington wants the SEALs to surrender to, I assume, the Colombian army and not the, the rebel forces. Yeah. FARC. But it's to a guy that's a part of both. True. But we don't find out that he's part of both until the end. Like, they make it like it's a twist or something. I don't know. Because isn't that guy that shows up at the end, he's the guy that was in the hospital that... Yeah. Yeah. That was him. Hmm. But anyway, the captured seal escapes using that 
McDonald's foil wrapper trick. Melts his wristband and uh, ends up taking a guy's gun and he asks him, uh, Donde esta mi giro? <laughs> Donde esta mi giro? Where's my gear? Where's my gear? <laughs> Which I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, and then Kennedy and Manganiello pick the captured seal up and they get off into the jungle. And, uh, another good line, the dude said, assholes made me eat McDonald's. I thought that was funny. <laughs> right. Um, also, when Manganiello goes undercover in the hospital, he literally just puts on a lab coat. Yeah, no badge, no nothing. nothing. And he glares. And he, yeah, he's, like if people like, don't look at me. I'm yeah. obviously not supposed to be here. He's like pushing a gurney just to look inconspicuous. <laughs> he passes by because he's trying to get into that guy's room. He's like a major. I don't know if he's a general in that in the Colombian army or what he is, but he's up there. He's up there, and uh, all he does to take the guard that's guarding the dude's door out as he pushes the gurney up against him and somehow it just knocks him out. Yeah, he just smashes it once. Yeah. There's and it doesn't no even, other part of the confrontation. Doesn't even look like he hits him that hard either. Like, it it really just, like, bumps into him and yeah. he kind of no-sells it. Like, that happens a lot in WWE. Whenever a referee takes a bump, they barely get hit and then they're down for, like, ten minutes in the match. Really? Yeah. Is that to show a, like, toughness comparison? Probably. You probably got that spot on. But also, I think to serve whatever the story of the match is, like the referee needs to be knocked out for this amount of time for this these illegal maneuvers to happen. Uh, it depends, but I think you got it spot on with the, uh, the toughness comparison thing. They really make the referees look weak as <laughs> fuck. And the funny thing is, a lot of referees are former wrestlers that either got injured or like can't compete anymore. <laughs> like amateurs or like um like a lot of the ones in like uh the lower division of uh WWE I would describe it as okay. um are just they got yeah like they uh can't wrestle anymore but they wanted to wrestle. That's like a lot of the people who commentate and stuff are like people who have wanted you ever to seen wrestle. Have the movie The Wrestler? I have. I did so an episode good. on it last season. Nice. Dave Williams, an actual wrestler from Japan, I talked to. Cool. Yeah, he's from Seattle, but he lives and works in Japan um, for a couple of different promotions, I believe. He lived in Nagano. I think he moved recently, but great guest. Good episode. I had to get up at like four in the morning to talk to him because of the time difference. <laughs> really? Yeah. But yeah, he's got a lot of cool insight. And it was interesting talking to a wrestler about the wrestler because completely different perspective on that movie because he's sort of experienced those that same sort of business yeah but yeah that's a great movie i love that movie mickey Rourke did a great job oh hell yeah um where am i at here oh yeah he gets into the guy's room by wearing a lab coat and pushing a gurney <laughs> and uh threatens him tells him to tell the media that America wasn't responsible for that attack at that peace conference. Yeah, it's all about clearing their names. Yeah, that's, that's why they're still there. Like, they've already saved the guy. Now they just gotta get out. But in the process, they wanna clear their names. Which is important, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
there's a point where Mr. Kennedy shoots a guy through a scope. Like, there's a guy with a scope on his gun trying to shoot him, and he shoots him through the scope and through the eye. <laughs> after popping up. Yeah, after, just the cover. after. Yeah. Which, I And don't then know. right before that, he couldn't hit a full-grown man anywhere on the body from the same range. Yeah. Doesn't make a lot of sense. <laughs> um, another great line. All you Americans think you are Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was probably my favorite line. Um, and I think his response was, no, I prefer John McClane. <laughs> it was. Which is a totally different genre. But, whatever. So they, uh, they end up, they end up in the jungle at some point. <laughs> and, um, this is after they did the, uh, the whole ghost car with the manure thing, I believe. They end up in the jungle and it's the guy whose family got killed and. Oh, yeah. Manganello and they end up having a knife fight. <laughs> yeah, cause there was, they were trying to get the evidence to that general dude in the, uh, Colombian army. Right. To prove that heard the footage right of what had happened that's what was going to clear on themselves i'm glad you filled me in because it was <laughs> sort of lost on me <laughs> some of these plots are hard to follow they can be um especially like with military movies because it's just i don't know enough of the lingo or the any of it to to be able to understand a lot of it i couldn't recognize most of it really <laughs> yeah i mean i think it's hollywood Probably, yeah. but like when they were talking about when they were scoping out those three buildings in the beginning and uh -huh. he was talking like, oh, uh, it's going to be a great day out today, uh, plenty of room to walk or something like that. Like they were using code for what it was instead of saying it directly over the radio. So, Oh, really? Like that made sense. Yeah. But yeah, like the rest of it, I don't know. Interesting. Probably over my head. Definitely over my head. Far. Or as people like to say, out of my pay grade. Or above <laughs> my pay grade. Above my pay grade. Um, but yeah, Manganello and the bad guy have a knife fight. Man, it, the wind is whipping out there. Isn't it? It is. This is crazy. This window is open just a hair, and it's giving me a nice little... Give you a good bit. breeze? That's good. Yeah. That's good. I'm glad I could be accommodating. <laughs> um, it's like having a fan blowing on me. Yeah. Get into a knife fight. Manganello gets stabbed through the hand, which is pretty fucking gnarly. Yeah. Um, With the serrated blade. Yeah, dude. Ow. So removing it wouldn't be fun in no, the least. It would hurt a lot. Um, he seemed relatively unfazed by it. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, yeah, he's a seal. <laughs> Seals show no pain. I know all about the seals now, because I watched this movie. <laughs> um, we find out that Kennedy gets captured. That's yeah. my next note, without even looking at it. <laughs> With the duct tape? Yeah. We get nothing from it, they just show up like, your man's secure, or yeah. whatever. And then... I stopped taking notes. I don't even remember how this movie ends, dude. They win somehow. Holy shit, I think you're right. Um, 
Right? It's pretty unmemorable. It doesn't even show them going home, I don't think. No, it doesn't. Dude, we... I no, think it just... oh, it ends with, like... Well, it ends with the, the funeral oh, of the, the funeral. two seals that got killed. That's right. But I don't remember how they resolve the whole... Maybe they kill the the top general? Man, we watched the end of that movie less than an hour ago, and they we didn't... can't remember how it ends. <laughs> They didn't um, kill the top general guy. They, like, as he had the weapon drawn on him, he said something like, you're not going to die a hero. You're going to live to be a traitor or something, or you'll die a traitor. Indicating that I don't think that they were going to kill him just yet so he could suffer through the humiliation that would ensue. Dragging his name through the mud. Wow. I think. Well, it wasn't the greatest ending, apparently, because I can't. Oh remember. no, that was like a small portion of it before it switched over to the uh, funeral scene. Right. Like I think it might have just made like a direct jump. There was no transition from I think you're the jungle right. scene to anything else other than the funeral. The funeral, yeah. Because there's like a Keith David narration at the end of it. I'm yeah, pretty sure something like that. Because they have to use that dude's voice in a voiceover. They have to. Um. Especially if he's already acting in it. And then it was the credits. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so we do this every episode. <laughs> um, first, I'm going to ask you how you would rate Mr. Kennedy's performance as an actor in this movie. Okay. Out of ten. Out of ten? We'll say there are ten Kennedys. So, like, how many Kennedys out of ten Kennedys would you give Mr. <laughs> Kennedy's performance? Five and a half. Five and a half. See, he's Close not to six. He's not bad necessarily, but all of his lines seem sort of forced. Yeah. Um, and he wasn't given anything too too terribly important to say. Like no, it was all when he like did that left hand turn and what you said, and he was like his response to it. Yeah. Oh, it was. Uh, that was close. Yeehaw. Yeah. Like he's given cheeky shit like that to say. Yeah. And like, yeah, and there was another one that he had, like, I wrote it down, I just didn't say it earlier. We'd be out of work if the shit was easy. Oh yeah. Just like one-liners like that sort of, like, that's all he serves a purpose for. That and like rigging up telephone wire. Well, yeah. Let me ask you this, do you think Mr. Kennedy should have been the focus, focal point of the poster of this movie? Because you saw the poster. Actually, no. You didn't see not, it? But, no, I saw the poster. I don't think he should have been. No, I agree with you because he's definitely not the main character. <laughs> WWE Studios had to like bargain with whatever studio they helped that they partnered with to make this movie. Right. To get him on the cover so that they could show it on Raw and SmackDown when there's like a scene in the general manager's office. That's my, that's my opinion. Because that's an also an, a, oh, a famous shit. thing that happens on Raw and SmackDown. I don't know how much wrestling you've watched, but not a lot lately. Not, but have you seen it? Probably. I know of it. Okay, <laughs> so every episode of Raw or SmackDown, there's at least one scene that's in the general manager's office, but they're at a different arena each time. But there's always posters of the movies or pay-per-views <laughs> that are coming up in their office. That is fucking hilarious. So, I'm pretty sure 
They know how to push their clientele, huh? They do. They do. Well, back then, they were really blatant about it. Now, they've gotten a little more subtle about it lately. But, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. I think that's why he was on the, the poster. Ah. I, too, don't think he should have been on the poster. <laughs> because he was well, definitely maybe a just supporting not, character. Like, straight in the front dead center. No, not like he's the main character. Yeah. For sure. It, it was makes 100% no sense. Misleading. It's like if they put I'm trying to think of like a a famous poster that has like okay. It's it's kind of like the pulp fiction poster. Dude, um, about Uma Thurman is on the cover of that, but she's definitely not the main character. But there's no real main character in pulp fiction. I was about to ask who do you think is the main character? If I were to say um it's very debatable. I think some people could say that Marcellus Wallace is because it all centers around Marcellus Wallace. And that is my thought. Um, but I would say as far as screen time, the main character. Well, are you looking at main character from like the who gets the most FaceTime? Well, like point of view. The, I'm just trying to think of like who's the Samuel main Samuel Jackson does get the biggest up front. That's true. But John Travolta, I think, gets a lot more because his character seems to interact in more stories than uh, Samuel L. Jackson's. Exactly, yeah. Um, I think there's no clear protagonist, too. Um, and what I guess it's Bruce like a Willis would be. Between Bruce, Bruce Willis and uh, John Travolta. Or for, like, the main. For the main protagonist. Yeah, because they both interact with a lot of people. Because you see That's true. Bruce Willis with, like, Marcellus Wallace, and he, well, gets his right. fucking and, shot up by uh, John Travolta. And, right, and Travolta's in scenes without Samuel Jackson, but Samuel Jackson is only in scenes with Travolta. Yeah. So he's definitely, because he has the whole Uma Thurman side thing, but it still all centers around Marcellus Wallace. Like, he's the uh, focal point of the entire movie. Oh, 100%. The whole story has so everything to do with if that. if there is one main character, it's got to be him, I think. Yeah. Even though he is sort of the antagonist of the movie. I don't know. That's a really good question. I, I haven't fucking thought. love that movie. That is 100% my favorite movie. It's a great movie. If I there were a wrestler in there, I would say we should do that. I know, yeah. That would... I wish there was a wrestler. There might be. I'll look into it. Well, I mean, Bruce Willis plays a wrestler. Does that count? Bruce Willis would would have been a great wrestler, I think, if he uh, had chosen that path. (laughs) Um, But I took a class on Tarantino, um, and we dissected the shit out of all of his movies, except for Death Proof. That's the one we didn't watch. I was going to ask, what did you think about the Roadhouse production ones? Um... I like those. Yeah, I like Planet Terror more than Death Proof, I think. Really? Yeah. Um but at the same time I actually have only seen both of those movies once probably, once mm. or twice, and um I probably would have a different opinion now than I did when I watched them because I think I watched them back in high school when they first came out. So I need to watch them again. But uh I would say I liked Planet Terror a little more. I liked uh Death Proof. I liked the like twenty minute car chase at the end of it. Right. Um I thought that was really cool. And it's a cool idea. Um but I think Planet Terror kept me more entertained. But 
I'm a big fan of both of those directors, honestly. Like, I think they're both really good. Even the trailers for the the Grindhouse movies were, like, spot on. <laughs> and they made movies out of a couple of them. Like, Machete had a movie made out of it, and Hobo with a Shotgun had Ooh, a movie. Hobo with a Shotgun. Yeah. That you know, Machete is... uh, spun off into a franchise. I know, yeah. There's, like, three of them. <laughs> there's three of them. I haven't seen the second, like, the, the two, the second and the third one. I've, I've... seen the second one. Seen the first one is the only one I've seen, and I saw Hobo with a Shotgun, which I actually kind of liked Hobo with a Shotgun, but it was really there's one part in it that's super gnarly, where this this girl gets like top of her hand blown off, and like there's just a bone sticking out in her arm, and she uses it to like pry open a manhole, and it fucking made me cringe so hard. A little too gruesome. <laughs> oh man, I was just like that would hurt so fucking bad. <laughs> Couldn't imagine. Yeah. Because manholes are heavy. Right? Um, but yeah, I, I like the Grindhouse ones. I think my favorite, it's hard to say my favorite Tarantino movie, because it changes a lot. Pulp Fiction's up there. It's great. I can always watch it. I think Inglorious Bastards might be my favorite. Nice. Like right now, at Good least. Good choice. Because it's different than what he's done before but it's still tarantino and the dialogue scenes and the tension in that movie is just perfect yeah and the casting is perfect like everything about that movie is spot on um but i'm also a big fan of jackie brown that one kind of pops up a lot i haven't seen jackie brown in a minute i got it if you want to borrow it i might take you up on that yeah it's good dude it's really good um He's one of those guys that can do just about any genre, do it well, and do it his way, like in his style. I think that's really cool. Um, And I think he's at a point in his career now where he's just sort of challenging himself to make, like, I haven't seen Hateful Eight, but I hear it's a lot of uh, talking in a cabin so good is it oh man i need to watch it i should i I'll, that'll be the next movie i watch i've been plowing through all these damn marvel movies with kimmy yeah so like maybe i'll take a break and and watch uh hateful eight because i do need to see it it's kind of absurd that i haven't seen it as big of a fan of tarantino as i am because he's definitely one of my favorites you have um, netflix i do yeah it's on there yeah i know i saw it <laughs> which makes it even worse that you haven't seen it yet. i know i'm just <laughs> i don't know I. What do you think of Django? I love that movie. It's good. It's really good. It's just, it felt different. It was just the right amount of graphic violence. Oh yeah, it was super. Yeah, but I don't know. I liked it too, and I definitely enjoyed it, and I thought it was well made. I just, it seemed different in some way to me. It didn't. It had a great tale to it, and yeah, I like Samuel Jackson's character in that movie. Oh yeah, he's great. He's hilarious. He's awesome in everything, dude. Dude's timeless. He's timeless. Just, yeah. Um. Cool. Well. Uh, oh, I need to ask you. What would you give the movie? Uh, how many Kennedys would you give the movie it, itself? The movie itself. I I would give Kennedy's performance about a about a five. Yeah. Because of the same reasons that you had and I had already talked about. But, uh, yeah, what would you give uh, the movie, Behind Enemy Lines, Columbia? 
Maybe like a six and a half. Maybe a solid seven. I didn't hate watching it. Yeah. I'll give it that. It wasn't bad. It had some B-level stars in it. I think the marketing choice was wrong because I remember seeing trailers for it too and it was definitely Kennedy heavy. Like he was the star. The trailers were? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. He's got one hell of an agent. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. I, yeah, I give the movie like a, a six. Yeah. I'll give it slightly higher because I didn't hate watching it. Like I hated the Marine. God, I hated the Marine, dude. That, I loved that movie when it came out too. And I watched it again and I was just like, fuck, it's so hard to watch this movie. But this one was a little better. <laughs> we'll see how the Marine sequels shake out because I'm going to have to watch those eventually, I'm sure. Got to go through all those. Yeah. And there's, they keep making them too, man. Like they just keep turning them out. Hell, you could probably make a franchise out of, uh, Blogging about Sharknado, that shit has no end in sight. Oh, yeah. How many are they on now? Like, like seven. Seven? No shit? I want to say I saw something a couple of years back for Sharknado 5, even. Okay. So. Yeah, that's. And I know they keep coming out. Well, I mean, if they make enough of them, I could just start another podcast. <laughs> like a side side one. <laughs> Me and a, a buddy of mine have thought about doing a Steven Seagal podcast called Cinema Gall. Cinema Gall? Yeah, but, uh. <laughs> I don't know if I could stomach watching that many Steven Seagal movies. Cause the first episode I did of this podcast was a, a movie Steven Seagal and Stone Cold Steve Austin were in together called Maximum Conviction. And How'd that it, treat you? Oh, uh, about as well as you'd expect it to. Excellent. Um, there was a lot to talk about with that one. <laughs> it was, it was fun, but, uh, cool. This was fun, dude. Thanks Definitely. for coming on. Think of another movie. You can come on again. Excellent. Um, yeah, Behind Enemy Lines, Columbia. There it is, Behind Enemy Lines 3, Columbia. Uh, I want to thank Tren for coming and talking to me about this um, pretty mediocre action movie. Um, it was fun regardless. I had a couple of beers, watched a not great movie and talked about it. Um, it's always good talking to Tren. Tren, if you're listening to this, I hope you're having a blast over there in the uk it looks like it from what i can see on instagram so um i want to thank go habiki for the intro and outro music it's called i'm growing horns and you can find it on their new album at home in the dark world on the Bandcamp page or anywhere else that you can find music it's everywhere uh, i want to thank all of you for listening and i want to thank the not safer network and all of the awesome shows on the not safer network check those out if you haven't already um yeah that's all i got be good to each other try not to hit people with your cars and uh i'll talk to you next week okay bye Thank you for listening to the Not Safer Network. Check out one of our many other shows, Charles Orr Horror Show, Geek Lantern's Light, Movies with Wrestlers, Real Roulette, The Alien Movie Project, Montucky Skies, and We Had a Good Life.